Welcome to today's training session, which um, is all about being a host instead of being a guest on this planet and in this training. Lately, I'm, I'm reading a book from David Gerald, which I can recommend. It's The War Against the Kotoran, and there are so many distinctions in it. It's bursting out of distinctions. And, and one of it, which I just read in the, last, in the last pages, the distinction of about being a guest and being a host. And it was like, <coughs> yeah, this is, this is actually what, what it's all about here, becoming a possibility coach and also being a part of the training and being, being a part is being a host and not a guest. Because guests have like they are littering their trash and they're waiting for the servant and they're waiting for some someone else, mom and dad, um, giving them what, what they want and what they need. And, and this training is the opposite. It's you become a host if you not yet are a host. And if you not yet shifted your identity from being a guest to being a host, I invoke this from now on, like become a host. This is, this is your life. This is your possibility to, to partake in, in, a, in a mission together and grow together and um, serve also something bigger than us and bigger than yourself. And today's, today's session is a one and a half hour session, which you are the driver forces. I already sent you a message this morning. It's about your necessity. It's, I, it's your questions, your stucknesses, your whatever questions you have. These, these are the nuts we want to, to, to break together. So um, where are the nuts where we, we need to crack together? And the space is open for whatever you discovered and what you want to bring in as a driving force or what you, what you want to have discovered with us in the group. So, and the space is open. One client of me, she is laughing a lot. And I noticed that this is kind of a protection of her to not feel. And my question is, yeah, I, I dealt with it, naming it and, and saying this, that she's doing that. And, and at the same time, she continued doing that. She continued laughing. And there is a, like a short window that she really feels what is going on right now. And then the laughing comes again. And yeah, team, do you have possibilities for me how I can deal with that. Did you do rage work with her already? No. 
Okay. Is this a possibility? Yes. yes. I I had a client yesterday and I experienced the same. She was laughing and after rage work, I could actually name the difference. Like with her anger, I could she could feel the difference within herself. After she did rage work, she 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 felt more centered, more grounded. And I saw a shift within this laughing girl and this woman who was just standing there within her power. And then she could feel the difference instead of you name. Thank you, Jennifer. I thought about dragon speaking. Introduce uh, kinds of speaking that she could do, speaking from her heart. Thank you. Jennifer, I, I have the, like, you said something about the, the box, the, the nice girl box. Would you say more about that? What, what door would you open even there? Even it was regarding the rage club, uh, like the rage, rage work, but there was a doorway. And I think it's, this is exactly what it is. It's not only the tool, but it's also the distinction landing in, in the space. So which distinctions did you land in the space so she could shift from this being adapted, nice girl box to, to, to rage work? Or like th that she has her authority more like her, her center. I don't know where she is, but. Uh... Your question is if I can uh, yeah, land the like distinction. Yeah, what did you, which, which distinctions did you land? into the space with your client? I didn't use the distinctions of distinction of the good girl box in this word, but I could name it that, yeah, the, the, I could definitely tell the difference between the smiling good girl that I saw before the rage work and the, the, the woman that I saw, which was uh, owning her, you know, her, her presence, her being. So um, this is actually a question of mine, what I recognize within my coaching. I, for me, it's, it's difficult to land distinctions from PM because somehow I connect with this woman where she's at and I just speak in her language. And somehow, sometimes I find ways to, to land something and sometimes I struggle with that actually. So I'm happy you asked this question because this is actually something that I, yeah, it's difficult for me to clearly land these distinctions, yeah. And what is holding you back? Besides you said you want to speak in her language why you would speak in her language? I feel fear she would not understand me. And it's somehow also, it's my box and it goes automatically. To, to it, it creates a connection. It's, so I, I just, I speak to her in a way she would 
understand me i i feel that so uh, yeah 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 by doing this what you actually do is you like you have a box-to-box -box conversation and i'm doubting that you as a possibility coach want to have a box-to-box -box conversation with your client yeah no but this is what you're invoking as soon as you're adapting to her language because for many reasons you have a box-to-box -box conversation and you're you're not opening a different gate and you're just relating to her box yeah thank you i have something Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Like, uh, we are not in school, Ian. Okay, all right. I just didn't want to interrupt. I just make sure you're you're done. Okay. So, Isabel, um, when you speak, I, when people laugh, it's often an expression of fear and uncertainty. And I'm just wondering uh, if if your client may feel a little bit uncertain about something because of the way you hold the space. Because I get this sense that 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 that. that uh, if you had a more firm, clear uh, setting of this, it might be easier for the, the client to feel confident and trusted. I, 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 this is when you this when you spoke. I sense also quite a bit of a sort of nice girl energy in 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 the way you speak about this. But not like a firm. I'm a possibility. I'm creating this space. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so I'm wondering if there's a way to 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 look at the way you hold the space, the the that you say now the the natural, uh, oh, it's like it's, it's like there's no question in, in the mind of you that you are holding this space and you know what you're doing, and the client can sense that, and so that will uh, reduce that. And of course, they can still have this kind of thing, but then then it would be easier to address if they if they feel secure in the space that you are holding. Does that make sense? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, and I, this was also a person that was really new to possibility management. And she was also not, she didn't know how intimate this is. She, tell, she told me after our, our meeting that, is, that this is a real intimate that I'm looking at her and she was like, she felt, she said she felt observed. She felt like, because I was looking at her like that and because she made some therapy before and she said that the person was not looking in her eyes all the time. Yeah, and thank you for sharing that and because I have more clarity now. I'm, I'm noticing a lot, yes. Isabel, I noticed that you said when you introduced the question, you said that you brought the distinction about the laughter being about something else, but even after that, it didn't change. And so my question for you is, are you expecting that to change? Like, there's some part of you that's expecting or hoping her behavior in the EHP to change or shift somehow. And I ask that because if you're if you're carrying that expectation or that hope or that agenda, then you're limiting your possibilities for how to, to, to respond and be there. And so, yeah, that, that would be my question for you. Because, for example, if you weren't 
if you weren't attached to the outcome of her changing her behavior from laughter to something else, then you could actually just go with the laughter and that would be an option. I'm not saying that's what you should do, but it's a possibility that arises if you don't have the agenda that this has to change. And then the laughter can become a doorway in a way that it couldn't before, because before it had to change. I want to share something about what I've been experiencing about the laughing is to ask what is really going on. And like, because the, the laughing, I, I already experienced three different ways when I could use my gremlin to bring a different way for, for this. The first one was about the, what is your joy about? And the person asked, joy, I'm not feeling joy right now. And I asked, so you are laughing, did you notice? And she said, yes. So why are you laughing now? And then it started to go and she, she started to, she started to know, notice her, herself and was a sadness that she was covering. The second time was like, I asked the person, what is really going on? You, you share, like I, I paint the door because the person shares something that is happening in her life, like complaining. And I paint the doorway. I, I, I make a completion looping showing what she shared. And I ask it, what do you really feel about it? Because you are laughing while you're, you are saying it. What is the real feeling that it's happening inside of you? And she said, no, it's, I feel anger because it's keeping happening. So question with more anger in your voice and invoking her adult instead, like, um, it's not just about length distinction, but it's find where is her ex on the map, where, where she is about it. And just then you bring the distinction. This could be an experiment. Go with more questions. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I have a, an additional thought about bringing in the distinction of um, so if we, if we think of feelings as anger, sadness, fear, or joy, what are you feeling right now? Like just as a way to, to bring the distinction and, and to ask that question. Thank you, Leslie. Yeah, and also relating to um, what Jesse said that there would be an expectation. Um, it would also be a doorway probably to, to check why you want to still be nice. And, and have like um, a nice conversation with your client instead of showing them the next door. And somehow energetically, I already want to start even further and want to like how how do you set up a space how are you inviting in which space you are inviting a person like why would your clients say oh i did not expect this how could kind of energetically how can this happen um why is that so that 
she has like, oh, it's so such a dangerous space. So it was what, what lands in me is that from the beginning, it was not obvious for her that you hold this clear space. This is what I want to say. It, like it already starts much before it was with your flyer, with your, I don't know, homepage, with your entrance door. It's like how people see you and how you are inviting into your space how you hold the clarity and the sword um, out so that they know, uh oh, this is the people who are coming through your doorsteps really need to feel it. And like, now it gets dangerous. And not like, oh, I did not know it was so dangerous. And somehow, the, why, why is it not clear yet? And that as a research question, how as a driver question, right? It's not an answer you need to do uh, answer today. But this holding this as an open question in your heart, uh, in, in your hand, kind of as a question, right? Like the quest ion, like who am I, who am I holding a more radical space, a more dangerous space? Who am I then as a space holder? Who am I, um, who do I become to be a coach who is dangerous? And this is your question. For me, Christine, this really, I mean, I, I kind of want to take this question and back it up even further and just put it to the Go whole group. Ahead. Because I, I'm scared. My fear tells me that there's some way in which, and I can't, I can't speak to individuals here, but some way in which this group as a, as, as a body has not yet plugged into the archetypal lineage of possibilitator or possibility coach. And if it had, then Leslie would have somebody who is offered to hold space for her after three days of nobody responding to her request on the group. I'm not saying this to save you, Leslie, because you can take care of yourself, but it made me feel scared about this group, that this is about holding space for people who are showing up at the edge of their transformation and yet someone from this space shows up at that edge and says, I need a space holder and nobody responds. How did that happen? How is that possible in this space? I don't get it. I don't understand. And, and so I have this question and my answer to this question is maybe in some way that we're not quite plugged in to this lineage. We haven't made the identity shift, like you say, Christine, yet into being this, being this, this holder of space, this possibilitator, this transformational, agent and I, I just want to bring that here because i'm it's a question that i've been kind of holding with sad, sadness and anger for the last couple of days thank you jesse thank you thank you, thank you. to to hear that and at the same time I feel also yeah this emotional fear like I should yeah I don't feel this archetypal lineage that and this is an emotional fear that I I hold with me also that uh, I yeah I, I struggle with within my way of holding spaces of always thinking I'm I'm not there yet, not yet, not yet. No. So, 
just wanted to share that. Thank you. I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you struggle with. That I, I, I always keep myself small, thinking like, oh, I'm not there yet, and I'm not taking responsibility. I'm not good enough yet. I'm not there yet. There's probably another space holder who's better than me. Stories I tell. So become Thank aware you. of that. Thank you. Yeah, and what will you do about it, Jennifer? I can say I need an emotional healing process, but actually I just want to take responsibility and just do it and see what happens instead of listen to the story. You want to do what? Taking this responsibility. And when I see something and I think, oh, <laughs> it's not me who was able to do that, I'm going to do it and I see what happens. I just want to change it. Okay, try it out, like how it works. Still, yeah. like if you if you would already be able and capable to do that, if there would not be a block in the way, this is my assumption, you would already do it, Jennifer. So it seems to me you would stuck in a kind of in a fantasy world. It's like, okay, probably I will change. So try it out. And if you see it's not working, come back to us. And if it's working, hooray, move on, right? And but but don't hesitate, don't fool yourself and in, in the way of yeah, I'm trying. I'm taking responsibility because a part in you is not doing it. Yeah. Right? So I, I, I would something yeah. about it. Gabriela, go ahead. There is a, a school construct that there is this thing of when I get a diploma certificate, I will be good enough and I will be able to do something. And we are here in a radical responsible space where this space is not there. It's like it's not a goal to 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 arrive. It's not at school that you do the lessons and you do this three months training and you get ready to be a possibility coach. It's, it's not about it this year. And even that there's so much front of school inside of this way of thinking that you will be ready in some moment. So my question to you is like, when you be ready, when you do 50 EHPs, when you, uh, someone um, praise you, like when you get better. So my one possibility is you go into the learning spiral and one possibility could be ask for someone be your coaching, for example, and, and give feedbacks for you of the session. The last week I, I did it and it was so precious because I got feedbacks from the space that I hold, like automatically. So this is one possibility. You are afraid, you can use your fear to say, whoa, what is the next edge from my learning? I feel fear to, to not have matrix about, I don't know, hold space for the fear. You can use the fear and ask for someone to give feedbacks for you and be with you co-hold space with you. 
They're so learning when you are co-holding space with someone else because it's different perspectives that is added in the space. So I encourage you to, to go into and yeah, and what is this construct that you are habitating that is holding you back from just offer your value. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you for bringing this possibility of asking for co, co space holder, co space holder. Yeah, I will definitely do that. Thank you. Yeah, and this is a really a cool thing in your three cell or four cell. Like you can hold together the space for the third person, and then even you can go on the meta level afterwards and say, "Hey, what worked? What did not work?" and we can record it and look at each other. What, what, where did, where were the next door and we could not see it and oh, where we hooked in each other or all these research questions in the moment, sometimes you, yeah, in the moment you're navigating then. Okay, you move to the next step, but nevertheless, you can check afterwards what happened, what, what worked, what did not work and, and even come closer as a team really go into the collaboration space and not, oh, we have to, there is a three cell and yeah, get out of the, the school construct. And if you th have this construct in you, do an EHP about it. Like what is collaboration really about? And ma many coaches, especially coaches are still, it's like mainly we are alone. So the pattern of this lonely wolf is super playing into that. I do it alone. I have to, I'm, I'm here for the client and no one is watching. So the tendency of, of separating yourself, um, is, chances are high that you do that. So this is where you can crack your, your, your box about that. And there's, I'm, I'm noticing something or practicing something, which is there's EHP about that, like what Christine just said. And then there's also practices to build resilience. And those are two different things, but they both work to develop the matrix to shift the shift into greater possibility or shift identity. And one of the practices of build, building resilience starts with the distinction that being really scared about doing an EHP is appropriate. Like that's, that's, that, that should, if you're not scared going into an EHP, your own or someone else's, then reschedule until you're scared, you know, until you feel like high, high intensity fear, because that is the source of the energy you need to transform and to hold the transformational space is fear. And so going like that distinction for me is the beginning of building resilience okay i know i i, I should i I'm, I'm scared going in that that doesn't mean i'm not ready and i think the the school system gave us that that made that distinction or that built that belief that if i'm that scared i'm not ready and being competent and competent means my fear is diminished i mean I'm not, i don't i'm not as scared going in and so for me there i think that again I, I, I don't want to repeat myself. I think I said yeah. 
Yeah, and for me, it's so true what you say, Jesse, because the EHP is only removing kind of the block. It does not mean like being healed does not mean you have the ability, you train your skills. It's like you're starting actually from zero. It's like um, it's the starting point. Like you go and then there's a block, you go the, to the EHP and then you start from, from where you don't know. And then you, you, you practice and move into a new territory. And that's unfolding and unfolding and then the next one and the next one and will not never really stop but both is both is necessary i also see that yeah to even go in the direction of, of building skills and and abilities yeah and and building creating experiments like jesse said this is like a clear a clear experiment how am i going to build this how am i going to like Jennifer, you already said, you know, you'll do it. And my invitation to you is to is to create an experiment that has a beginning, a middle and an end where something like, you know, that, that you for for three days, you say you say yes every time you look at Telegram to the group, to somebody. And, you know, even if it goes off the road because you can't find time or you do you still do it because this is the muscle that you're that you're building up yeah thank you yeah i want to share that my are you done jennifer yes okay yeah, I'm. I'm going. I want to share that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've been holding space for my son for a month and a half, so I am here now in Italy, and I mean, we start Marina, again. Marina, yes, like we are here, not in a sharing space. So what I noticed that as anyone else noticed what is happening when a person says, "I want to share," that something shifts. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I can so notice. Just. I invite you do a do over and start without announcing you would share something. Okay. And and feel the difference. Start over. Hello team. I I, I this next weekend I'm going to hold space for a group here in Italy and I preparing the the material and the things that i want to share also with gabriella and i i want some possibilities to to be a host in this distinction of this new host that can that is grounded and um, will share yeah really can connect to the, the archetypal person, uh, my lineage. Because I, I, um, yeah, I see the team now and I see that I am asking for possibilities to really hold space for people who, who is from uh, our psychologists and people that comes from other fields and we'll know new things and new possibilities to their lives. So what is your real question, Marina? Yeah, my real, my real question is to 
the possibility to communicate communicate new um, about the new about this uh, about the PM to people that uh, works in different fields from in, in the therapist field, for example, and really hold space for this new approach for about the, the way of healing, for example. Okay. My, I have a proposal because it's not so much related to the possibility coaching space we are in now. Like I have a proposal, put this into the village and say, I want a group, I invite you on Friday to, or on Thursday evening to this research space. I need possibilities. I want a possibility how to, how to bridge into another context or people, bridge people from another context into, into this new space you and Gabriella are creating. Okay. Yeah. And then you can gather a team. It, it somehow goes in, in a different direction. Yeah. Does that work for you? Yes, yes, totally. And, and something that I heard about what you said will also comes up sometimes in possibility coaching spaces. If you're coaching someone and you have this label on them that they're a therapist or they're a, you know, they have a label and, and that, and yeah, I'm, I'm seeing there's something about that for you that you're seeing them as somehow like professionals that are somehow not human beings with with boxes with gremlins with missing distinctions that you have yes thank you nicole i'm i'm sitting with something which is not completely formed but i would like to just sort of just see if we can maybe find out together what's going on here because i was i was touched by what jesse said about this group not jacking into the archetypal and 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 this sense of leslie uh, sort of floundering a little bit with her request and at the same time i also have to uh i feel myself into this i had a session with jesse today which was very very valuable and uh, I have to be honest that when I felt needs for some help, I had the sense I could not ask anybody. I, making an open request would not make sense for me because I felt that Jesse could really help me and uh, that, that, that also feeling safe that this person is actually able to hold this space if it goes deep. And I think if Leslie had asked, now this is Leslie, if you had asked me directly for, for something, I would probably have said yes. I would have probed a little bit with what was your need. So uh, I'm just sort of putting this out that I think that jacking in as a group to the archetypal and, and doing some, there's, a, there's, there's like this magic place <clears throat> of group initiation, of lifting all together that I think is really important that Jess is pointing to. I'm uncertain exactly what it demands, but there's something in this I feel is important and I just want to sort of help bring this into the field um, and also this sense that that uh, that I have at least that that uh, I chose to go specifically to Jesse because I felt that was where I needed the help and and maybe others uh, could could uh, benefit from that also instead of these general requests because it's also you bring a necessity to a person uh, rather than just sort of this I did feel your request was a little bit fuzzy for me, and that's also why I did not respond, Leslie. Yeah, and Aeon, why would you hold back to give her feedback about her request? 
this is exactly what it's about, right? It's like, this is how, what teamwork is to even, even dare to say it, your request, I, I hear your request, I see your request, it's not landing in me. What is your purpose? What is your necessity? Um, like being with her on her team, even you might not be the person who will hold space. And I think this is, uh, every one of you can ask yourself, like, where are you there on this map? Like, why are you holding back to, to come on this team? And I know it's a process. Nevertheless, we are in it. It's like, this is, this is what happens at the moment. This is our X on the map as a, as a team, as a group to, and only you can shift into a different space. It's not the group will lift somewhere. The sum of every individual in the space makes a difference. So you make a difference. If you're showing up on your screen closer and energetically and be present and have your sword out, the, we as a collective, we will like, or I can sense it. And then the sum of it is the collective, but it's this um, putting responsibility somewhere else. Like it's this responsibility is really in you. So what is holding your back and 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 also like asking directly yes that's possible at the same time why why not putting it in the in the group yeah why mm, what what in your box is 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 um choosing yeah and which part in you is choosing this person exactly and sort out why do you think another person probably with less metrics is not able to hold space for you these are all constructs you as a space holder needs to t ask yourself right it's it's i'm, I'm talking to to you and and i'm talking to every one of us because this is exactly what a space holder needs to 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 go through like what construct what label do i have to the other person where i'm putting them into uh, in, into cate uh, categories and which person I'm choosing because I think, oh, this person is so capable of holding space for me. That's, that's like, I found out that that's a big bullshit for me at least. And because with every space holder, even the person would be only a newbie. I had amazingly EHPs, which I, I was not expecting that this person, because my, I had expectations, but I need, needed to withdraw the expectations that something else was possible. So I also want to encourage um, to, to ask the group and then to see who is also resonating. Yeah, cool. And I, I wanna add or take, yeah, I wanna jump off from what you just said, Christine, jump. to say that to receive an EHP or a coaching session, it's like that is an ability it's, that, that we're cultivating too. It's like how to go through the process myself. And maybe it doesn't matter what the person's experience is. Maybe I'm in a moment in an, in, in an EHP where the question I need to be asked is this. And I can actually say to my space holder, can you ask me this question? And so I'm, I'm showing, I'm taking responsibility for, for my own transformation in that moment. Even if the person didn't have the question for me, it's like, that's the question I needed. So I, I request to the person, can you ask me this question? And that's really like, 
that's that's shifting and it's again it's shifting into uh, a new identity even though you're the client you're shifting into another level of responsibility for your own transformation and 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 what it is is it's shifting also out of this idea that a person's experience is what makes them capable it's not their experience isn't what makes them capable their presence makes them capable that's it experience is just you know the way that 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 presence is expressed like my presence is the medicine your presence is the medicine that's it like as a space holder it's not my experience and that's a bullshit that's a bullshit uh thing that that it's it's all about experience it's it's just not yeah and this opens actually the doorway for me to um because when i had this experience what you what you described jesse it opened the gate for me to ask my client, hey, what is the next question? If I did not have the question, I was not arrogant enough and say, uh, anymore and say, it's me, I need to provide something because I'm the space holder. That's bullshit. It's like even this opened the, the, the gateway to like, what question do I need to ask you for, for your next door? And the person was so, okay, and then, they gave me the question and I asked the question. And then it was, it was especially with, with these clients who have such a solid structure, box, hierarchical structure, and then they find the, the gateway in themselves. It's like, whoa, something else is possible. It's like I'm twisting it around and, and yeah. So try this, try this out and see what comes up. But in a sense, you know, we are a group being right now. We have we are creating a, a a special field of consciousness that will that is only in this field here. And we could also ask ourselves, what do we as a group being need to ask to jack in to the archetypal? And this is something we can all ask ourselves. I don't have the answer. Just put it out there. That that there is this group level of 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 being, which is a very real thing. And this is also what, what I was sort of, when Jesse brought it in, I felt, yes, it is there. And this is a really, really interesting field of, of, of research. Yeah. And again, there's no we in responsibility. So I'm doubting this approach of that we would opt into something because you can Charlotte can, Katrin can, Jennifer can, I can, and I cannot, whatever I decide. And, and then we will experience what was possible or what is possible. But we as a collective, we would not make this decision to opt into to the archetypal domains. It's like we are holding a, a, um, a space where the archetypal um, energies can flow into. So I had an insight right now Great. when you was talking, Christine, and the it is about why I'm holding something back, like and I'm sensing beeps in the space or in in even in the in, in our four cell, and then sometimes I say the beep, and it's like. I cannot, I cannot put the beep in words. Not every time, but there, 
are times when I cannot beep and uh, I cannot put the beep in words. I have this, yeah, and I will research this. I had this insight right now why I'm holding back and this is a, a doorway for me. Do you mean to... beep for others? That you have a beep for somebody else? Yeah, I feel there is a beep and then it's like, okay, how can I put that in words? Because it's something energetically or even, even I, have, I, I have a beep, but I don't have the distinction why this is a beep. So what? Really, so what? You can still say, this is not working energetically. And then the coaching is... You don't need to have an answer. This is justification. Mm -hmm. This is trying to, to, to find a proof why something is wrong. It's only, it, it, the, the, the beep is, it is not working for you. It stops, it cuts the flow, but it's not wrong. And as you, if, if you have the distinction, great. But if not, just drop it. This is what I do and it works because it keeps the flow going. It's not like, oh, I need to figure out something or you hold back. You hold the gold back because beep, this is not working, is already valuable. This is 50% of, um, yeah, of the treasure. Yeah, someone gave me the feedback that I cannot do that. I cannot, and I somehow still, this is uh, somehow still in me. Like I cannot, I, can, I have to explain why, and I have to give some possibilities after. I cannot just say, okay, I have a beep, this don't work for me. Yeah, Isabel, I have a practice for you. Cool. <laughs> Uh, which is uh, the practice is speak from the unknown practice speaking from the unknown so my my sense or my I suspect that maybe the thing that's happening is that you have a beep and you don't know why you have the beep before you go before you say beep and because you don't have the answer you don't say beep you and and my my possibility is that you won't have the answer you'll just have the beep that's the first thing that's the impulse Go with it. Just go beep. It's not working because zebra cheese wheel. Just go and just start talking and 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 go and practice that. Even though you're risking sounding maybe strange to somebody, but but let let give yourself the chance to emerge the thing from the unknown to connect that to build that resilience. Thank you. I feel glad to do that experiment this week. I and have forever. Another, another experiment is to say it's not working energetically or what, whatever. This isn't working. Do you see that? Do you, what do you see? Thank you, Leslie. Yeah, it depends if it's a client. Like this would more for, be for a client, right? But <clears throat> to have the conversation when, when you coach someone while holding space is, 
we don't go really in, the, in this conversation because then it's spot on. It's about beep possibilities, coaching, that's it. And then the flow moves on. What I hear you saying is more related to, to a, a client, right? Or when, when a situation is not working, it's like then you can, do you see that? It's not working in your life or not. Or how, or can you say more about it? Because I, I, I don't see it as a, as a, I don't see it related somehow. I, I'm not getting the bridge, but. I was thinking about it to a client. Perfect. Okay, great. <laughs> then it's landing in me fully. Cool. I have a question about presence and mind. I, I, one of the things that I've been researching when I'm holding space for a client is how I invoke in then the mind thing. Because in certain way, they are already in the modern culture where there is this way of speak instead feeling. And I'm creating this bridge to, to this map, this new map of the feelings. And in the first sessions, it's so hard to, to, to not be stuck in the mind. And I, I noticed that I get so hooked in this mind conversation. And I, as a space holder, I just go with that. And when I take myself, I'm feeling sucked. And I'm noticing how much I'm talking with my client in a mind level. And I started to get angry because nothing changed. It's like become a, a, a close to a therapy, just speaking and complaining. And, and for me, it's close with what you said, Jesse, that hits me so much about the presence. Like, be present and not taking my center in my mind. So I'm, I don't have a clear question about it, but I, I want you to listen if it's, it's happened something similar in, in, in these spaces that you hold it and what you've been discovering about it. For me, what I discovered until now it up is about using more my anger and my like be more dangerous. Actually, this is my real questions. Like I practice to be more dangerous in this space because I, I there's something holding me back yet to be more dangerous in in a space with a client and i go to my mind i i go to my mind and i started this bullshitness thing and it's not what i what i want so what do you want gabriella when you stay there for a while because you're already tapping into it Mm -hmm. So you want to you want to be more dangerous. So what is holding yes. you back? Yes, I want to be more dangerous, and I want to create a a transformative space, not a a mind space to to understand my box or to uh, yeah. There is some expectation that they want a transformative space too. And 
So there's an expectation that they want a transformative space too. So what is holding you back? Because they, have, yeah. Yeah, I can say. Yeah, they, they are clients. You expect them to really wanting to have an ex extraordinary um, experience and you already expect that. Like this is already your story about them. And you want that too. So what's up? What's going on? What is holding you back? There's something in the way, some sentence, some, what is it? Fear that, fear because if not be transformative, they will leave. They, they, will, they will not keep going. Yeah, there's something that I, there, there is this expectation that I, I need to be need to be transformative to do they work do they want working with me? Yeah. So what is the price? The price is that you're opening kind of a dead dead space. Your pri your price is talking to them and not opening this dangerous level where it really becomes transformative because this fear is holding you back to really go to this edge. Something I get about it is that it's, it sounds like you're going into the future mm. about, about where this space is going to go and if after it they're going to want to come back and that, that is, it, that's keeping you from being present. And I'm not saying that's what's happening, but check that out. Yeah. 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 Thank how you. big is your now? Yeah. I noticed that I have kind of the opposite tendency, which is to so badly want the transformation that I, I fear sometimes I go too dangerous, too fast with with people like I I realizing this is an EHP for me about like wanting it to be really good every time and like somehow they leave like ah oh. and if it's not like that then I've it wasn't good enough so I've I put this like really intense pressure on myself to like make it really impactful like high intensity um at least in the beginning, because I'm afraid that if they don't get that in the beginning, then they'll leave. And I've noticed that when I started working with someone, I took, it took like three sessions of a lot of map work and setting context before we could really go into any process. And, and at the end of the third session, I could feel that she was like really freaked out, like, you know, suddenly feeling all of her feelings and her emotions and having no idea what was coming. And she was like, are you going to help me or what like shit and I was like yes like just we'll, we'll meet we'll meet next week and so anyways I'm noticing yeah like my fear of the speed of how to go about this and like how that pulls me out of the present because I'm trying to make it go to a certain pace or something and yeah I'm I'm curious if any of you have experienced that or feedback or coaching about that I just want to ask about the, the, the this client. 
is a specific client how how was how did you feel when she started to feel when she started to say something about her feelings um yeah i felt a lot of empathy like that it was it was all it was i'm very emotional and it was like she was overwhelmed and i you know we had already been on the phone for two hours and i was like okay i'm writing this down and next week we'll we'll do the process um and yeah i felt sad i felt sad like shit she really needs this and like i really can't stay on the phone anymore and or the zoom and it ended up being fine like we met the next week and then we did the process and she was like oh my god that was so oh all those years i never felt that and da 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 and like then she got it and then she's like now i get why you took all that time to set the context but in it it was really painful for me to like feel that she's not like i'm not good enough yet like it's not yeah does that yeah like she doesn't know yet what is like what is really possible and she's now just kind of like freaked out with all this new information yeah so i think this also goes back to what christina said about being really clear in the beginning about setting the con space the context for the space and giving her a, like a timeline of like, okay, it's start like this. And then the middle, it'll be like this. And then at the end, I don't know. I mean, I'm experimenting with how to begin this kind of space, this coaching. Yeah, I think-, I think Charlotte, yeah. for, for like, I, I sense that like, so you said there's an emotional healing process for you about this. Yeah, I, yes. I, I'm I'm kind of holding up my purple card about that too. What is your purple and card? I, it's something like what part of you is like where what part of you is like there's this almost this story about yourself in regards to their process. Their process has nothing to do with you. Yes. And I mean, there's, there's, there's this thing about distinctions, distinction, one distinction, if you can land one distinction in a session, that could be the thing upon which their whole life changes 180 degrees. And it might happen in a week and it might happen in a year, but that's what distinction does. That's what distinctions do. Distinctions are the matrix, the kind of energetic grid upon which transformation takes place or moves. So distinctions aren't just context. Distinctions are literally like future transformation. If you really have a disti distinction landed in you, then the transformation is almost inevitable. And so first, there's huge value in that. Yeah. And I think maybe you're 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 not not fully recognizing or or appreciating that aspect of what you're delivering as transformation. And then the second thing is, where are you trying to save these folks? That's, that's my purple card, like in kind of really crude language. That what part of you is trying to save them? Why are you making so much meaning about yourself based on what they do or don't do? And so, yeah, my purple card's up. 
Yeah, I, I, I feel that happening. I'm like, why do I care so much? Why, why is this about me? Or like, why am I involved? And it feels, yeah, it feels like tight. Like I, I hear you and I appreciate that feedback and I, I want to figure out how to unhook myself from it. Yeah, it made me think of um, this idea that, you know, I believe in you. I'm, I'm here and I'm here with you and I will be. So like, let's go. It's a kind of a, just so they have that ground that you're not, you're not, I'm responsible for you. I'm here. Don't worry. Don't worry. You know, like it's a, it's a different flavor. Does that make sense? Could you just explain the purple card thing? Cause uh, this is I also don't know. So the purple card looks like this. Who of you has a purple card? It's in the other room. Okay, in the other room, Jesse, how dare you <laughs> to leave it in the other room. So the purple card is part of the Taurus technology, which we use in, um, in possibility management. It's, it's part of the circle, like our circle tradition, how we are cultivating to be space holders while we are operating in, in a group space. And I assume every one of you were already sitting in a, in a, in a group where things went hot and bubbling and the, the, the air got tense and there was no space holder and no one said, hey, stop, this is an emotional healing process or everyone knew, like you knew something is going on over there, but there were no distinctions about that in the space. And the purple card is exactly about that. It's like as soon as you realize in the space and we have, of course, sitting even on the screen, we are sitting in a circle. And if you realize someone is, has a reaction and you realize this, you can pull as a service to this person your purple card because you see something what the person might not see. It's a bit like being in the forest and don't see the tree anymore because you're in, in, in the midst of it. And and then you can look around and, and see probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more purple cars popping up. And guess what? This is the invitation for an emotional healing process. It's um, and here in this space is we are, I would say, trained enough to name it and say, I think you need an like my detector gets on and say this is a doorway for an emotional healing process in groups which are not so trained this is a perfect tool so venera and this is this is something you you can already order a plastic like a4 and then you cut purple cards out of it and everyone in the in the in the group will get a purple card at the start I of the got one. I actually got one. I had to find it. And uh, I, I thought it was a gremlin card. If you see a gremlin. No, it's not a gremlin card. It's a purple card. And it's about doorways to healing. Yeah, I also got it. We, we just never got to use them and really got explained what they were for. We just got them. 
One other thing about that is if I hold up my purple card, I'm not just making an alert signal to the person that there's an emotional healing process. I am offering. I'm uh, saying I am offering okay, I didn't... transformation. That that for me that that okay. that's an important part of this distinction. It may not be part of every circle, but yeah, that's actually also in the Taurus technology. Then the person would ask like. I, I need an emotional healing process who ha holds space for me or you and you, I want you as a space holder. And because in the Taurus technology, everyone is taking part. There's no one not a space holder. So this is, yes, somehow if you say it like this, Chessie, when you, you yeah, then you're offering. I propose to this circle that next week everybody has a purple card. Yeah. And so I'm making this proposal. Does anyone have any resistance to that? I have no resistance. Is there no resistance? This is no resistance. Okay. That's all it is. <laughs> when I have a proposal to you, Charlotte, I, I, I would like to, I want to exchange IHP with you about it. Because, I, yeah, I, yeah, I feel to propose you. And I will text you to check out about it. Thank you, Gabriella. I accept your invitation. Great. Awesome. Thank you. So what's next on the script? Whose line is it? I have a, I have a, yeah, a, a challenge with a client to put on the table, which is Mm, my scanner's picking up that you know they're really they're really they're really new at feeling and they're they're pretending and and yet yeah i get i get hooked in the to to say and I, i've tried a few different things and there was things shifted slowly but surely but just something more about about when a client's maybe good girl, good boy box is 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 giving their kind of sort of giving their center to me. Yeah, and, and just that there and I also am doubting my scanners that is is this just what they can do and it's not pretending and how to ship them into something more like a more authentic uh, version of what they're feeling. And so far I've like s slowing them down has worked. Um, yeah, I want more in my toolkit about that. I don't think I understand really how they are pretending. How do is it when they are showing anger or sadness or anything? Um, can you explain a little bit more how it's shown? Yeah, it's when when they're feeling it's like they're kind of turning it on and turning it off, but more like acting than than feeling. This is what my scanner's picking up. Is it a man or a woman? One of each. And did you address it? 
yeah, in a kind of going around and then finding a way in. Yeah, and, and maybe this is maybe this is just my box saying it, it took too long, I should be able to do it faster. Yeah, my what what comes up in me is not so much about them, but about probably an expectation you, you <clears> have <throat> about pretending or like a story about pretending. Mm. Because still, it's a defense mechanism. It's nothing bad, but it sounds yeah. like so they are still pretending and why they are not on the other side yet. But there's there's gold in it. What is like diving into the pretending and really get it completely if it is so, but to, to really dive into it and 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 um, that they get it. What construct did they they create themselves and mm -hmm. what barriers they put around them so that for you as a from the outside it looks like or it's, it feels like pretending. Yeah. So go into this construct and. And also in yourself, what story do you have about pretending? Isn't it like that that uh, we are working with with anger to in the in the beginning? It's like you fake it, fake it until you make it. Uh, you get in contact with anger at that one moment, but in the beginning, it can it can be hard, it can be difficult, and you try to you can it's it's I think it's better to faking fake it than doing nothing. Just because then you get into it, you try at least. So I wonder if asking them to show in their body where that feeling is, so that at least they have another frame of reference. In their physical body. Well, and similar to what Christine said, it, it's like if you have this, you've yeah, you've you've diminished the the dimensionality of their pretending by just saying it's pretending. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on there in the pretending, mm. and that's a doorway. Even just the idea of pretending is a whole doorway of possibility for them. It's like, and and that going through that doorway instead of just naming it as this instead of the outcome that you're looking for, which is maybe authenticity, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if you're going on that binary, then you're maybe missing the richness that is in the pretending, you know, like what, what's yeah. going on there? What does that feel like? What, you know, it might be you know, that the person's gremlin owns their entire emotional body and they don't know how to feel in their being. Their being has not experienced feelings, real feelings for who knows their whole life. And so, yeah, but, to, but maybe here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's an experiment. Don't stop using the word pretending. Use more language to describe yeah. what's going on for them, for yourself and for them. Like saying, okay, this isn't just, yeah, get that word out and then start to use more words and be more specific about what's going on. Thank you. Yeah. And probably more in the direction of why would you need to protect yourself or what is really going on and not saying anything about it. Yeah. Cool. And perhaps it is helpful to focus on the potential. 
Can you say more about it, Katrin? It's something I got from the last study group. And when I'm remembering or no, I, it's more, I see it like opening a space for the potential and, and focus myself towards this potential. What is, what's the possibility they have? instead of focusing the, the pretending and what's not working. Thank you. How, how do you go into this potential? This is a question that comes to me like, okay, you connect with the potential, how you, you go there and because there is these blocks, for example, the pretending could be a, a block, a doorway, for example, to achieve the, the potential. How, how do you see achieving this potential and connecting in the client, Catherine? Hmm. Can, you, can you repeat the the two late sentence, the latest sentence. How, how do you connect with the potential? How, how you, you go through there? You said go to, toward yeah. the potential. How, how do you do it with, with the I, Actually, I don't have experience, but I see like a bubble. It's like, it, it's like the cavitation process of of, of seeing a bubble or seeing a space, what is already there and that is connected to the client and connect with that and, and looks or, or, or perceive what is coming from there. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, it's this. This is the 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 other part. You're summon, like you're calling out the being. You're calling out what is possible, instead of, of course, you you can also penetrate what is blocking. But you, as a space holder, you are opting into the 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 possibility behind or what is next. It's almost like. Having a culture-to-culture -culture conversation, you also already hold one foot in, in the next culture, in their next culture, in their next evolution. So um, you're opening the door. If they go there, it's their choice. And also they, they could go like a snail very slowly into that space. It's not, it's not about, oh, you're not yet there. If you, if you do this, you, you're, mm, mm, it's not justifying your... Um, what's the word? Like you say, this is wrong, right? What you do, you you say judging, oh, you're judging. Thank you. You're judging it in a in in a subtle way of this is not okay where you are, and then the the you cut the connection to to your client. 
you're opening the door and be with what is and say, look, like in, you don't even need to say it, but you like what Catherine say, you're connecting with what is possible. You're tapping into this field of possibilities in the potential, in this case, what Catherine said. Mm -hmm. And it's more on an energetic level, how you do that. That you, you keep the, the possibility open and you, you, you call forth, you summon this, this part who is able to go there. Cool. Yeah, thank you, Catherine, also for bringing you in. If you would ha wouldn't have said something, you would be the next on the script. I would have wanted to hear your voice in the space. Yes, I, I was dealing the whole time with holding me back and, and not going over the fear of saying something. So, yeah, I'm happy that I finally managed. You stepped over. Welcome. So we have one more, I would say, or maybe two. What do you want to discover where you need feedback coaching? I, I also have a question about scanning. Cool. When we did the exercise here in the group with the screen, it was very easy for me to to scan and when I'm with a person on site, it was almost not possible for me to scan. And I ask myself, perhaps it is because I was trying to scan on flight. I, I didn't make space for it and say, okay, now I am scanning you. And I would like to know how you are dealing with scanning your clients. Can you say more about what, because you said that you are, were not scanning the other person or it was not possible or, or it was not, it was difficult. Why it was difficult? I didn't get like answers I, I i i wasn't able to see or to get information from about these different bodies for example and i in my mind i perceive scanning as ways or as hints where the next step can be like scanning is my an instrument for making like a diagnosis or well diagnosis is not the right right world word but it is more like okay there could be something interesting to discover and did you pick anything like was it you were blank or what happened like, yes i i I I was blank. I, I didn't get information. But somehow it, it went on. 
but more from her. What, what did you say went on? It is the conversation. That you still had a conversation even though the scanning didn't work. Yes. And what is going on inside or what was going on and what is going on inside of you, Ben? What's happening? Going on, I mean that there is no silence. Can you say more about that? So there is no silence. When a person is in front of you, there is no silence. In this moment, it was that she she was speaking, and and so it it makes its way. And probably I had the expectation that I am scanning, and I will got information through the scanning process, and that will give me clarity about in which direction transformation or, or yeah could happen or, yeah. or a doorway something and, and i think you already said it you had an expectation on yourself how it works and as it was not functioning somehow something blocked you so this is also a great doorway to check what was really going on inside of you when oh this is not i thought it's working and now it's not working and then so what what is really then going on in you and then dive into into this research it it, it looks like you have a expectation that it needs to go a certain way mm -hmm. yeah and what if not and then what happens there And and on the on the other hand, like what what are your experiences with scanning at the beginning of, of, of sessions? Like there's the one thing like Katrin that you can can look inside, but I also heard that you want to have possibilities. Is this like how the others deal with it and do it? Is this your question or is it yeah. are you... my question was about experiences and not about possibilities? Okay. My experience, Catherine, is that I let my five bodies scan. I, I, I'm not in my mind when I'm scanning. I really, I'm really in my bodies and connecting to them. So I really have the information from them. Like not really having the, the mind and with words and something. Thank you. Yeah, Marina, I really relate to that, actually, that scanning is not something that needs to be centered in the mind. So I may have no concrete information from scanning and to let go of the expectation that I will come away from scanning with concrete information. It's almost like I become just the antenna for receiving whatever, maybe it's like an imprint or some kind of code that I don't understand, but somehow it makes its way into my offering and and there's a way of trusting i think that that can happen without understanding how it's happening or what it, how it has to translate into a phrase 
inside you, you know? And I use this metaphor with Gabriella as a possibility that I'm making a soup and I'm making the soup to serve to the person. And even the information that I get about the person that I scan them and I receive information, it's just ingredients for the soup. So as soon as I get it, I just throw it in the soup, I throw it in the pot and it disappears. And I don't have to have to stay attached to it even, but it's now flavoring the soup. And the soup is the offering that I'm making to the person. And I don't even know, I don't even have to remember how I made the soup or what went into it, but, but it's being flavored and seasoned by just being a receptor and being present. Yeah, I would add also that Thank you. The, this soup is precious. Your soup of five bodies, the information that comes from them are very precious, they are very spicy and very flavored. So have, they have this information, you know, and let them create that space. Thank you, Jesse, for the metaphor. So what I, what I do is like when I'm scanning, I'm more leaning a bit backward instead of forward. It let, I'm, I'm, I'm perceiving more what is landing in me. It's not so much energetically that I'm kind of move into the direction, but let it land in me. And, and sometimes I even hold kind of my hand out <laughs> and, and open the space and like, okay, what, what is coming? What, what do you have for me? And there are so different ways of scanning. Um, when they are speaking, there are, there are mainly double signals arriving me. And then I can pick one. And, and main, mainly the first one um, brings you then to the next one. So you don't need to have a full five body scan. This is not my experience. It's, you just take the first key. And then the next key comes through you go, oh, the next door and the next key and the next key. So go with the first one. Go with the first one. This, this is how I do it. And then it will unfold itself. It's almost like in the process very often, especially when I'm, I'm not so visual. So I'm, I'm sensing, oh, okay, I'm sitting. And then more is not there. And then the next step is like, oh, there is someone. And then I, while, when I'm saying it, it, it unfolds. And this is the same thing with, with the scanning process. It unfolds itself while we are doing it. Oh. Grab the first key and go with that. That's my my take on that. Okay. Anything else? We have two minutes left, and anything else from anyone in the space? Jesse, you're Jesse, muted. You're muted. You're muted. <laughs> Jesse, you're muted. I want to make another proposal for the group that um, that as a way of because again, I think I really relate about this idea that, okay, maybe as a group, we're not fully plugged into this archetypal lineage, but really it's a bunch of individuals. So my question for myself and for everyone is what is blocking, what's in the way? What is blocking you from really jacking into this or shifting into shifting identity? And, and I challenge everyone here to do an EHP about it. Yes. I'm also in. 
and there there's uh, two EHP dojos, right? Next week too, Marina. Yes. Yes. Thirty. Cool. Eight Monday. Mondays. And Tuesday evening at eight. So Monday in the morning and Tuesday in the evening at eight European Central European time. And use your group for holding space and and report report your gold like similar to the ehp group like bring, bring yourself in what did you harvest what what is what did you get to know about yourself don't hold back share the treasures thank you for being on this journey and then i have the impression like we're melting more together it gets more hot and yeah let let this the the, the soup cook and on the stove throughout the week. And then let's see how we are next week. And we will dive into the, the memetic engineering territory. So I will send you um, something, some links also to read and um, prepare yourself. Cool. So thank you and see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you.